lot of people rely on their firewalls and endpoint protection products to protect them from harm. And in reality, majority of the sophisticated hacks and the persistent hacks have ways to bypass those systems. Welcome back to Risk It. Today I have with us featured guest Jason Ng. Jason is the CEO of Elevated Prompt, a cybersecurity firm that talks about offensive and defensive approaches to protecting your networks, systems, applications, and data from hack, damage, and unauthorized access. Jason, give us a little background about your company and tell us about your area of expertise. Thanks, Brian. So we're a startup located in Vancouver here, uh, and we provide cybersecurity solutions that focus on safeguarding businesses and elevating their defenses against uh, the ever-changing cyber threats that we all face today. Uh, our solutions is really designed to help business identify the risks and vulnerabilities that they have, implement security monitoring and threat detection, um, actively searching for threats and anomaly behaviors, within their systems and really help them prepare for and respond to any sort of security incident, you know, that can range from a violation of access control to a full compromise or breach. And really just to help companies raise their, raise their awareness and increase their visibility into their systems. I myself have been in the industry for about uh, 15 years and have experience from, you know, small business consulting all the way to enterprise solutions and support. And really, over the years, I've developed a pretty strong business acumen to working with a lot of business owners and stakeholders and really bringing in a focus towards synergy between, you know, IT and the business and how does, you know, IT and security help strengthen business and their requirements. Yeah, security is definitely an interesting topic these days. I think a lot of people are hearing about a bunch of different events that are going on. Maybe before we dive into more details on how exactly that applies. Do you want to talk to us about the biggest business or personal risk that you've taken to date? How did it turn out and what did you learn from it? For sure. Uh, I think like any other entrepreneur, um, for me anyways, uh, taking the plunge is always uh, my biggest risk. Uh, um, in most cases, you know, a lot of people approach a new venture with uh, caution. They might work with what they have as a part-time basis and when time permits. And really in reality, I feel that that's pretty counterproductive, especially when you're working in a fast-paced industry like the IT industry or any sort of the tech sector. Um, you're probably not the only person in the world with an idea and chances are uh, somebody else has thought about it. So your ability to really capitalize on that opportunity and um, sort of get yourself out in the market as soon as possible is critical. Um, so, you know, the biggest risk that I've taken myself is to, you know, really uh, taking an early dedication to the company full time uh, to be able to provide me uh, time to sort of work on the business plan, develop the strategy and vision and goals and how do we achieve all that uh, from an early get go um, and, you know, not lag behind. Yeah, of course. And when you started out, did you have clients already set up to be contracted with or did you kind of just jump out there, put together the business plan and then started seeking new business when you first started? 
we had some uh, early adopters lined up with us and uh, we didn't really have any sort of clients lined up or contracts lined up and that's also another risk that you know we were taking from a business perspective uh, really you know going out there talking to potential customers and talking to people and uh, not just uh, from the security industry but from various walks of life and uh, businesses to try to find out is this something that they would like to do you know what are some of those uh, security challenges that they're facing today and how do we properly address it and bring value and a proper solution to our clients yeah that's a good transition so let's move into the next question then which is how do you help organizations or individuals identify assess and control risks today in your area of expertise so as a cybersecurity company, we are basically dealing with uh, risk on a daily basis. So uh, from a framework and strategy perspective, we really help businesses identify the true risk of their business and you know impacts of downtime uh, or an impact on compromise or breach and try to identify what they're truly trying to protect and ensure business continuity. Um, you know, for some people, it might be about protecting the brand or their reputation. Uh, it could be an intellectual property that you're protecting, or uh, you hold a lot of personal identifiable information, such as customer data that you want to protect. And then from there on, uh, you know, we provide means of assessing that risk and doing that in a continual basis, not just a one-time basis. Uh, we do continuous discoveries of their vulnerabilities and gaps in their processes and then their systems and to try to help them continue to adapt and remediate those vulnerabilities and gaps. And then from a business perspective, we can also provide assessment and audits to make sure that you do have the proper policies and controls in place to uh, manage those risks and to sort of uh, continually assess and update your policies and controls. Uh, and finally, of course, you have to put monitoring in place to sort of audit and make sure that those controls are doing what they're supposed to. And if there's sort of any violation of those controls, you know, how do you go uh, about updating that or making things better for the next time? Yeah, of course. Now, if we were to think about the number one reason that you think businesses or individuals fail to address risk around cybersecurity today, what would that be and what advice can you give to others? Uh, I believe the sort of underlying education and understanding of what really cybersecurity and how to keep the business safe is uh, critical. Um, keeping the business and the information safe is, can be challenging and can be overwhelming. And a lot of people just don't know where to start. Uh, and that usually results in uh, some sort of budget constraints, you know. They might be part of an IT department and security generally is seen as a subsection of IT and they get maybe about five to 10% of the IT budget, uh, which, you know, from a managing risk perspective, it's quite not enough. Uh, when you truly start to understand uh, the impacts of, you know, what a cybersecurity related incident will may cause and, you know, what type of business impacts uh, that will bring, then that truly will sort of help you identify spend in terms of, uh, from a cybersecurity perspective. You, know, you might be a business that have a lot of private data, uh, for instance, in the retail space or medical industry, modernization of you know the digital world nowadays. Um, 
we really have to start understanding what those risks and impacts are and allocate a proper budget as to you know, safeguarding that information and data. Yeah, of course. It's definitely important. Now, you did cut out a little bit in there, so I'll, I'll try to make sure that I get as much of that clear as far as around that space. Okay. But maybe, maybe we'll just dive in a little bit more to in a specific example. I know that things like the heartbleed bug, which was something a few years ago, people were aware of it. It was very publicized. And it seems as though only a fraction of individuals actually ended up taking the necessary procedures to prevent cyber exposure like that from getting into an organization in the long term. And as we had discussed pre-call here, you mentioned that a lot of times the cyber criminals are in somebody's system maybe one, two, three years prior to any type of breach being recognized. How do organizations really start when it comes to those types of exposures and identifying that, especially when there's a potential that they're already in their systems? I think uh, right off the bat, you know, having proper detection in place is definitely key. Um, you know, having the proper policies and controls in the back end will definitely help control that. But if you're a business, you know, uh, looking to get in there right away, uh, implementing some sort of a detection mechanism right off the bat would probably help with you know trying to identify whether or not there's something happening in your networks. One of the biggest challenges that uh, Elevated Prompt tries to address is visibility, and that is just providing a means to companies to truly tell what actually goes in and out of their networks. A lot of people rely on their firewalls and endpoint protection products to protect them from harm. And in reality, majority of the sophisticated hacks and the persistent hacks have ways to bypass those systems. So you have to have means to be able to detect and find out what is truly going on in and out of your systems and whether they are legitimate traffic. Of course, it's really important to see what's going on, especially with authorized users. I mean, if somebody is breached on the inside say by a social engineering exposure, that cyber criminal is most likely going to be logging in and out of that system in off times when that person's not around. And they're going to be understanding when that person's not around. So as an organization, if you notice different fluctuations in usage, that's always a good indicator that there could potentially be a breach. And as you mentioned, that involves setting up the proper monitoring processes prior to make sure that those exposures are being recognized or even the right processes are in place to have that type of exposure mitigated as much as possible. For sure. And it's a good thing that you sort of mentioned the social engineering aspect because, you know, the human component is always the easiest to hack. Um, you know, people can spend millions and millions of dollars in protections and prevention systems, whereas a single click of an email uh, through an unsuspected user could all of a sudden open the floodgates uh, from the inside. And inside the threats are a really big concern for organizations nowadays. And it is a definitely a, a way in for uh, hackers and cyber criminals. Yeah, of course. And it's one of those big exposures, I think, one of the examples that I usually give to organizations when I'm talking about risk management, obviously security becomes a proactive response. In insurance, we often have 
the reactive response is paying for the cyber breach and the potential loss of information. But one of the good examples I give is you have to imagine that there's burglars outside your house and there's not just one, not just two, but there's hundreds of them. So if you had the opportunity to get a security alarm for your house because you've seen 100 burglars outside, of course you would do it. The reason that a lot of organizations neglect to take the proper procedures or allocate the amount of resources is because they can't see cyber criminals. And they're doing everything to try to get in that organization. And they're waiting for you to leave one door open and then they're in. So it's definitely something about understanding that these criminals are coming from everywhere, all over the world, and they're really trying to break in. So it is something that organizations really do have to prepare for, both proactively and reactively. Now, to transition, that's a good way to talk about our what if question, which is what if someone wants to learn more about cybersecurity, what are the first steps that they should take in setting up a good program? Um, I believe if they want to get in a good place to start is maybe looking at some of the industry standards for frameworks, uh, likes of uh, SANS and NIST frameworks are a good place to start from a business perspective. What, it, what are those? Just a quick quick brief explanation so uh, for instance the um, uh, SANS actually have a list of security controls that you can sort of follow and that guides you through the proper security controls that you can implement uh, as part of your business process uh, to help strengthen and develop a framework that the company can build their security program on. And really, I think one of the challenges to find some good security uh, resources to help you and guide you through that step, um, because you really do need somebody that uh, truly understands you know, how cybersecurity relates to the business and how does it impact and help you develop that sort of uh, framework and processes. You know, if uh, you're looking to you know come up with a good security program and ensure your business continuity, uh, developing those frameworks and making sure you develop it, you know, right from the ground up uh, is important. Yeah, of course, it's definitely important to do it from the ground up. So when organizations are evaluating firms, how do they distinguish between in-house or outsourcing or even picking a firm like yours? What is the valuation criteria and what is the benefit of bringing in an outside firm? Yeah, I think uh, the benefits of bringing an outside firm is to give you a wider range of expertise. So, you know, you might have an in-house security resource that is looking at how you develop a security program overall, or they might be tasked with security monitoring and keeping eye on the network traffic. But I do find that because of uh, budget constraints, a lot of times uh, security departments are uh, running really lean. And by outsourcing that, not only you're getting complete security team and expertise, uh, you're also able to help tackle uh, 
one multitude of challenges to help you really strengthen uh, your business and uh, minimize your risk from reading, you know, what type of business or what service is the right fit for you. Um, you know, have a talk with them and find out addressing your business risk and your, from your business aspect, or are they just trying to sell a product and jamming a particular product or service down your throat? Uh, I find that, you know, being a services company is really important to identify the business requirements and how our solution can help. Yeah, of course. That's definitely good to consider when you're looking at different firms. And it's something that I know I tell my clients to look out for. We do have ability to provide them with resources. But again, we come from the reactive standpoint. And it's always better to take a proactive stance when it comes to things like cybersecurity, especially in risk management in general, it's always good to take a, a proactive approach. But sometimes you can't, and uh, it's definitely more important to make sure that you are evaluating that and as well as choosing the right firms to deal with. How can the audience connect with you or get involved with what you're doing? So they can connect with us uh, via our website, which is just elevatedprompt.com. We're also on Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook. Um, or they can connect with myself as well. If you look up uh, Jason Ng and Elevated Prompt, I'm sure you're able to find me. Great. That's awesome. I'll make sure that I link to those resources in the show notes page. So anybody looking to connect with you can find that out fairly easily. Now, in closing, we always like to get the number one resource, whether it be a company, a book, or an application that you think the audience should be checking out besides your company. Uh, for myself, um, you know, a lot more business focus and about change. So uh, for me, a good book that I like to pass on is uh, Who Moved My Cheese? Uh, it's a really good book. Just and sort of changing your mentality, especially if you're a person that is, uh, you know, more fearful towards change and how change can uh, have a positive outcome. Great. That's definitely a book that I'll link to the show notes page and anybody interested can check it out or can go read it. I'll have that linked as well. I want to thank you, Jason, for coming on the podcast today. It's been extremely valuable and Cyber security is always something that's an interesting topic to explore more. So I hope to hear from you again in the future. Thanks for having me, Braden.